Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. So, Katanji, am I pronouncing it correctly? Yep. All right. Katanji Brown-Jackson. Um, she is, uh, she had her confirmation this past week to be the, um, well, to be on the Supreme Court, to be a judge on the Supreme Court. Now, I do want to ask y'all this question. How do you become a judge on the Supreme Court? Does somebody have to die for you to, for a seat to open up or step down or what? What happened? Yeah, it's a life, it's a life term sentence. It's weird to say. I was trying to figure out how to say that exactly. It's a lifelong sentence, essentially. Uh, that sounds like prison. Though. Sentence. Yeah. Um, I mean, term of life, life term. Thank you, Dev. Lifelong sentence. <laughs> lifelong sentence. Yeah, it, it, also, it, it also could be seen that way if you're the first black woman to do it. So, you know, there's mm -hmm. that. Um, there's that. Speak on it's, it. It's Speak a life term it. and you are nominated. Um, the vice president in this case, or no, I'm sorry, the president nominated her in this case, Joe Biden. Okay. That's what happened. Yeah, and I think, the, I mean, the only way, like, this seat opened up is somebody resigned, correct? Um, not resigned, but they just, like, um, what was his name? Not, I guess re not resigned. He retired? I'm not and sure. Think, I'm not sure yeah, how this seat I, opened up. I think he retired in January, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then that's when it was, like, a whole, I don't know the actual, I can't remember the actual judge's name, but he actually retired in January. And so that's when all the talks about, you know, who was the president going to nominate coming up next. And then it ended up being, you know, the, um, he narrowed it down to, I guess, like six six women, six mm -hmm. black women. And then after that, his nomination came down to be um, Katanji, the honorable judge, Katanji yes. Brown-Jackson. Yes. yes. So Which that's how it works. About. Same, same. So yeah, so like what Alana was saying is that it's, you know, either that person has to pass away or somebody has mm -hmm. to actually step down from their position. Right, so... Apparently that happened. I appreciate y'all for uh, clearing that up. So she had her confirmation this past week and a lot of people, well, the internet was, you know, in an uproar about the questions she was being asked the, with the vigor that she was being asked. Um, just the, them going over things very, um, what's the word? There's a word for it. Um, like when you comb over things with this like really fine tooth comb. Meticulous. Meticulous. There's another word. I'm going to find it. But meticulous is, is a good word. Um, so my question is, is that is that commonplace? Or do you feel as though they put an extra, put some extra mustard on it because it was her? You have to know that it was because it was her. Because you have to consider the nature of the questions. They're asking about critical race theory. They're asking, um, I don't even know if you can say intrusive, but you could see it as intrusive questions about her religion, possibly more irrelevant than intrusive. 
Um, it wasn't even just on like a surface level questioning, you know, what religion he associates with. It was digging in deeper. Well, how will this affect your judgment? How will this um, affect this particular um, idea that we may have to vote on or make a make a decree on at some point? And so I think it's less. I think they were smart enough to ask questions that I guess in some way you can decide makes sense. But all of the point was how they did it. And I think that that's the microaggressions that we consistently deal with. And you don't have to be black to notice them because it's like the elephant in the room, literally. It's like we can see it, but it's so loudly discreet that you can't really say it's that. But it's that. Yeah. Completely agree. I was also just to add... If you look at the, I mean, if you look at just how the rulings are right now, not judicial wise, but right now the Democratic Party controls the Senate and the House. Mm -hmm. So them losing, so a Republican Party losing this seat, if they like losing this seat to like another Democrat, even though I believe the judge, I don't, once again, I don't remember who it was. I believe he was more like a Democratic judge, but just um, them also like, you know, I think they're like, if they see this as another loss to their party, <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, things are just like, how do they gain, how do they gain control again? There, I don't think they know what would be like the next steps. Um, so I think that that's why, you know, they were asking the questions that they were asking because majority of what they were asking, and I'm not sure if you were going to like get to this point next, but for me, it was like, they were asking things to where it was like, um, what was, no, they were asking more opinion based. It was more opinionated questions about like her views on different types of things, as opposed to just understanding that judges are here for to interpret the law. That is what they are here for. It mm -hmm. like everybody has opinions. Mm -hmm. All of those senators that were up there talking, each single one of them have opinions. So obviously, we know Senator Cruz has opinions on gay rights. So mm -hmm. therefore, you know, they were asking all of those types of questions that were more opinionated when it's like you are not talking about what makes her the nomination, like what makes are qualified to be in this seat. More importantly to that part, the, the objectivity was just completely lost, which is exactly what you're saying. Um, we are to, uh, in the case of someone being nominated to the Supreme Court, we are to, uh, in the hearing, measure or discern their ability to be objective, not their ability to be a human with a personality and opinions, right? And so, yeah, you're asking me these questions and I can answer them, but then what, how does, how does that you know, communicate relevance to how I will handle myself as a judge, because I can think that this person should not go to jail. But if the statute or, you know, the precedent says they should, then they do. And that's how that's what judges do. Like, it's just not an opinion based job. Yeah. So it just it would you can tell that they 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 formulated their questions around trying to prick at and pull at the things that they didn't like about her. Mm -hmm. Even though that's not actually relevant to this type of job. Right. It's it's not art. It's law. Mm -hmm. mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's a good point. Appreciate it. Uh, I join in the request to hold. This is Mr. Grassley for one week ranking member. I feel as though. Um, from what I was listening to, his comments were one of the more um, middle ground comments. I'm, I mean, they were getting ready to adjourn. 
at this moment and to like I guess give their final comments before um they ruled on April 4th. Um I, I found uh some of what he had to say to be very interesting. And maybe it's cloaked in um unbiasedness, but in my opinion at the moment it seemed very unbiased. So I just wanted to take a listen to this real quick and unpack it if necessary specific things to say about the nomination of Judge Jackson at that meeting a week from today. Uh, I want to just uh, speak a little bit about process. Uh, Democrat, Democrats have uh, taken to repeatedly mentioning uh, that Judge Jackson has been confirmed by the Senate three times, two of which were non-controversial using votes for positions. Stop me if y'all want, want me to stop it, for sure. Commission is uh, going to make it much harder to confirm anyone to those positions. It encourages senators to apply the same standard used for evaluating Supreme Court nominations uh, to every single position. If Democrats had applied the approach that they want Republicans to use now, that would be one thing. But... We know that they haven't. Democrats have voted against nominees who were confirmed unanimously for the circuit court. President Biden did that four times as a United States Senator. 10 other Democrats in the Senate now have done the same thing for more than one nominee. Hopefully then uh, they will think hard before continuing down that road. Unfortunately, Judge Jackson's record is incomplete. That's because information has been withheld. We're missing all of Judge Jackson's non-public sentencing commission documents. The Obama White House held back 48,000 pages of documents. We also received an unconfirmed chart of probation sentencing for 14 cases from Judge Jackson and the White House that the Democrats have attempted to use to uh, uh, defend her record. And as far as the further inquiries go about how the nominee handled child exploitation cases, we're looking at a record. That's what we're supposed to do. It appears the White House want to hide that record. So with so much information withheld, We've examined her record. There were a lot of questions about Judge Jackson's judicial philosophy. She says her philosophy is based on her cases. That's more of a case of making a case for uh, judicial um, uh, process than it is judicial philosophy. Uh, one senator on the other side noted that he didn't think that he'd ever heard a nominee get so many questions on that topic of judicial philosophy. Apparently, it's been conveniently forgotten by the other side that it was their current leader, Senator Schumer, who first publicly made judicial philosophy a primary reason for opposing nominees, and that's way back two decades ago. That's when the Democrats filibustered the first black female to the D.C. Circuit, and that was Janice Rogers Brown, who would have been maybe the first female black Supreme Court nominee if Democrats hadn't so vehemently opposed her. 
As I said, I'll have more to say on that subject once I've finished reviewing her record. I yield. All right. Y'all smarter than me. <laughs> What's he talking about? Um, okay. I am not a political science major, so if any of the, the poli sides out there would like to jump in, please do. Um, but from what I am getting from that, just trying to break it down, is that he was pretty much saying he thinks, or I guess like he didn't, their committee did not receive all of the required documents um, that, that they were supposed to receive. That was one thing. The second point that I heard in there was that a lot of people came for the GOP because they were saying that, you know, the GOP was talking more so about like her cases against, um, against like child, like child abuses and sex, like then sex offenders. So, and they were saying that that was just like an attack on her character. Like y'all were just, everybody was talking about like every senator was pretty much talking just about that well not really just about that but a prime like a like a big segment of the questions that they were being asked or she was being asked were about those cases and what i was and what i'm getting from that is that you know even though those were that they were supposed to be asking that those questions that, that the democratic party has kind of forgot that you know we are allowed to ask questions about her philosophy about her opinions um because that also goes to her standard or as a judge at the same time but i could be i could I, I would have to like take that back and listen to it again but i think those are like the main two points is that you know they're they are indecisive right now because of the simple fact that they don't have that and you're attacking us because we're asking about her philosophies which isn't which we should be able to ask her about mm. yeah i think that's exactly what was happening it's inconclusive it was like saying it was like saying um, we're hearing a lot, but we don't have enough yet. Um, and he was, I'm trying to think there was a part that I was going to speak on. No? Wherever you had it at, never mind. Go back, go back to it. So. Now. Sure. Now. Sure. <laughs> you covered most of it, Tiffany, so I didn't really have that much more of an opinion about it, but um, I think one of the points to to emphasize is that he used an example of um, someone who would have been the first black Republican. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keeps telling me I, to pause, so I'm pausing. No, I'm just, no, just don't don't touch the mic, please. I'm sorry. Is Go the ahead. sound okay? <laughs> no. I just, I got, I know, I already know. I, I'm mad at, I'm really mad at myself. I ain't mad at nobody. I'm mad at myself because I literally, I have to go to Atlanta and then just make sure that everybody's squared square away. I put it back That's where it was, so I don't really know what else you to did. do. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Well, I let did. me know when you want to go to Atlanta. I got a friend down there. I miss her so much, so I'll go. He's talking about sound. You talking about pulling up to party? Yeah. <laughs> Once he gets Road the sound Two birds, one stone. Exactly. Thank you, Dad. That's what I was about to say. After he gets the sound together, but I was just saying, I would, I would, I'll sum it up. Um, he was talking about someone who had the potential to be the first black woman um, 
And he said, if the Democrats didn't so vehemently oppose her. And so basically that emphasizes what we were just talking about before the clip, which was that there is a uh, clearly a personal vendetta against those women that get nominated to that seat. And there is a there is a collective goal, no matter what side it is, Democrat, Republican, that is going to come at her in ways that are um, sometimes unfair in order to make sure she does not actually ever fill that seat. And so, yeah. Agreed. Do you guys appreciate the fact that he brought up the fact that there was another um, um, potential Supreme Court justice that was not elected and she was black and all that? Do you guys, does that? I do appreciate stri- it. I mean, as as far as you can appreciate it, like for a person to be like a human being, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you appreciate it? Because mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a great, I thought that was great to note. Like, fam, we have a chance to not rewrite history, but we have a chance to change the trajectory that we've been going in. And this has been going on for a while. We have a chance to be on the right side of history here. You know? Agreed. I think the way he and did of course, that up. And I don't I don't I don't just want to say that like as if that's why you appoint her. Let's change mm-hmm. it. That's not what it like it is because I do want to mention this and I think y'all haven't mentioned it and maybe y'all have, but I don't think y'all mentioned it because it kind of goes without saying it for the people that don't know it and haven't had it said to them. She's overqualified Over. for this job. Right. Over. So right. I, I, Alana, even you com- even compared to the people that are already in those seats, mm-hmm. and so the, if she were a white man, there'd be no question. Like literally, we don't even need to have a hearing. Let me see his resume. Yeah, pull him in. Like that. Like that type of job offer. And so, um, and even maybe even a white woman, to be honest. So um, I, I do appreciate him doing that because I think it epitomizes the objectivity that we were just talking about. That's necessary to for this role. For this environment, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about his opinion of black women from that. Anything from his tone, from what he actually said, none of it. Mm-hmm. I just know that what he stated was the facts, and that's exactly how yeah. it should feel when you're talking to a judge, right, or someone in that role. This, this is true. Having stood before a judge and just want them to be, wanting them to be objective, yeah. Um, she made a point to say that we don't. We don't make the laws. You know what I mean? Like we enforce the laws and we like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we make our judgments based upon the laws that are put in place. And, and she she took us back to from what I was, you know, when I was listening to her, she took us back to political science 101 saying like, this is why this is set in place so that the government isn't too powerful. We are right. not to be X, Y, and Z there to do this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? That's one of yep. the things I from political science but that's like i said that's what i was saying from the beginning (laughs) judges are there to interpret the law and they are there to enforce it it's like a a lot of things that they were doing was more so just like trying to get like do you think your opinions and she kept reiterating you know like senator i hear you but at the same time that's not my responsibility like my responsibility is to make sure that the laws that these like that the laws that the congress is making and passing and all of those types of things are enforced and that's it Absolutely. Devin, close us out. Nah, I think they just pretty much summed it up, you know. 
Yep. Yeah. Terrible. <clears throat> no, I definitely. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I definitely agree that um, it was nice to hear him be just straight up objective and not you know, um, you know, I didn't hear any personal, you know, I didn't hear anything that sounded personal from him. It was just all fact. And, um, you know, I hope this can keep going in the right direction because, you know, sounds like we're headed that way. It's just, you know, it's always, you know, us taking 10 steps versus somebody else having to take one. So um, just trying to, uh, you know, pray for her and uh, as she keeps moving forward. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Why should you visit King's Dominion? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at King's Dominion, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. The all-new 4D Spin Coaster Toonbeely is now open. Save up to 30% on tickets at kingsdominion.com. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.